From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, April 19th. I've actually never had to describe it before. Alexa Knudsen is taking a break in the middle school principal's office. She just gave a big presentation to the entire student body of Margaret L. Hopkin Middle while wearing a crown. So there's actually like five points of the crown, and it kind of looks like almost like floral. There's like no flowers, but like all the crystals and everything almost have like a floral design to it. Knudsen is Miss Volunteer America 2023. As the title holder of this scholarship pageant, Knudsen travels the country promoting higher education and volunteerism. The crown is a symbol of those responsibilities. And actually, the organization has like five points for five points of the crown. So we call it our serve initiative. If you must know, it's um, scholarship, education, responsibility, volunteerism and empowerment. Middle school principal Joseph Olson likes what the crown stands for. And if he had to wear one... I'll go yes with the symbols, but like big, bold, and gold. Oh, yes! Big, bold, gold, Joe! Like, it's got to be like big, like, yeah, we're in charge. There's an ease between Grand's middle school principal and Miss Volunteer America. Maybe it's because they both carry a message for youth, encouraging them to make and pursue life goals. And maybe it's because they're cousins. So his dad and my mother are siblings, and Joseph is, where do you sit in the cousin lineup? I'm actually not sure. There's a bunch. Oh, I have a list on my phone. It's, I think me and Joseph are one of 39 first cousins. Like when we have Thanksgiving, it's at like a, like a church. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like a, like a hall, like we have to have like the middle, the middle school. Serious. We like bring it to the middle school. These two say their family, although very big, grew up close in small towns in northern Utah. And at some point, each of these cousins, in their own individual way, realized there's a wider world out there. And they each began making personal goals within it. Principal Olson says pursuing your path, that's a message he's trying to bring to Moab middle schoolers. It was funny because when I called Alexa, I was like, okay, Alexa, I know this is going to sound crazy, (laughs) but you should totally come down to Moab and do an assembly. And we just talked about what she wanted to talk about. And as soon as she said that message of kind of like, why not you? It just hit home because that's what I'm really trying to bring to the middle school. Because I grew up physical disability. I'm in a wheelchair part time. Like, why not anybody? And the challenges that we experience, some of them are super visible like mine. Others we just don't see. And that's the beauty of middle school. Like all of these kids, every single one of them is going through something that for them is very, very challenging. And so for them to be able to have that, like, you know what? I can do it too. Is that mission that we're just really trying to press upon these kids to be able to give them that ability to overcome the obstacles that they do face and to be able to chase those dreams. And, and Joseph, I mean, you know this, and I've said this to you on the phone when you called me, like, you know, my cousin Joseph's always been a huge inspiration for me because you do have a physical disability and he has been able to be like, why not? Like, I'm going to go through school. I'm, you know, going to check all of these things that I want to do that are fulfilling. And I love that. Like, let's say you have a dream, right? And you don't know anyone that's achieved that. You don't, you don't know like any parents or friends or aunts or uncles that have done that. It's okay to like pave your own path and like achieve that. And so it was really fun to be here and just like share that message, especially because like Joseph is such a good testament of exactly what we're talking about. Although Knudsen and Olsen are related, they experience the world differently. 
and they experienced middle school differently too, which in some way still resonates with each of them today. When I tell you I had I didn't have any fear in my body and I was like, I am going to be absolutely famous. Here's my autograph. <laughs> I, know, I was definitely fearless and I did this. I did this pageant kind of to like honor my 14-year-old like dreamer self. Like I really did. Like this experience has been healing for like my inner child. And I know that sounds so odd or whatever, but I was so innately confident. And then of course you lose that as you're an adult. And so now I'm trying to like tap back into that because you know, adulting is hard. I was so much more boring. It's <laughs> totally the truth though. I was totally into like computer games and reading books and I was very reserved, very quiet. In Olson's experience as an educator, he's watched kids grow into themselves in all sorts of ways. He says that's true for him, too. I was not popular. I wasn't one of the cool kids. I was very, like I said, quiet, reserved, etc. And I had a few close friends that really made a huge impact on my life. I was in Scouts, and for me, going camping, I was like, that's not going to happen. And they're like, Joe, be quiet, let's go. And like, we'll just pack it up and we'll go on camping trips. And so they really helped me to grow into myself. But for me, it just took a little bit longer to really have that same sort of confidence. So for me, kind of speaking to that inner child, it's more just acknowledging the journey, maybe more so, and the different steps that we all have to take to be able to get where we want to be. Growth might look like wearing a crown to acknowledge your inner child, or leading by example in the halls of a rural middle school. And like, I still have so much more growth to do. We all do. And that's the joy of education, right? I love it. Miss Volunteer America visited her principal cousin and the students of Margaret L. Hopkin Middle School way back in February. For more on that program, find the show notes of today's news. And for more on growth mindset, I know you can ask Principal Olson. Next week, Brigham Young University will celebrate its graduating students. This past weekend, KUR's Martha Harris went to a ceremony in Provo, specifically for LGBTQ plus graduates. An inflatable rainbow arch frames the entrance to a house where dozens of chairs are set up on the lawn. Former BYU professors Ronnie Joe Draper and Daniel Barney stand in front of the crowd of about 20 graduates along with their friends. Draper explains that graduates get honor cords for a variety of achievements. She says making it through BYU as an LGBTQ plus person takes extra work. And so for that alone, you deserve high honors. We're going to just give you this purple cord. Each graduate steps forward as Barney reads their name, along with a short bio they wrote about themselves. Draper gives them a purple cord and wraps some of them in a hug. One student wrote, they're getting gay married, which gets another round of applause. That stood out to Barney. Where at in, uh, I think, a BYU place would you hear two people saying, I'm getting married, you know, I'm getting gay married, and like people are like, yay, good for you, you know, I'm glad, I'm happy for you. Rather than like, oh, I'm, I don't agree with your, you know, your choice or whatever. Colleges nationwide throw these kinds of ceremonies for LGBTQ plus students called Lavender Graduation. But BYU is owned by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which opposes same-sex marriage. BYU did not sponsor or endorse this event. Julia Sassine was one of the graduates being honored. She graduated in December with a degree in sociology, and since then has been living in Salt Lake with her partner. I think my experience at BYU felt very turbulent and anxiety-ridden, and I feel like um, ever since being graduated and, and 
moving just a little bit away, just moving up to Salt Lake, it's been so much calmer. Even though the school technically allows students to be openly queer, it doesn't mean it's easy. The church's teachings on marriage and gender are repeated in classrooms. There's also a fear of getting reported to the honor code office. The school prohibits same-sex romantic behavior. Sassine says being openly out at BYU was also tiring because she was regularly asked questions by classmates and professors. Like, what's it like being queer at BYU? What's it like going to church as a queer person? It's traumatizing and it's sad to experience a lot of things being a queer student at BYU and and to have to tell those stories and be reminded by it um, every day when you're on that campus. It, it becomes a lot. The lavender ceremony didn't dwell on students' painful experiences or ways they'd like to see the school change. It focused on recognizing their accomplishments and futures. Sassine said that's significant. Amazing and so inspiring to see so many queer students here who have, you know, gone through hardships but also gone through so much joy and happiness. Madison Tenney is graduating with a degree in English literature and founded the Rainbow Collective a group focused on helping LGBTQ plus BYU students. For Tenny, one of the most heartbreaking parts of being at BYU was feeling like she had to separate out parts of her identity. She says she's a queer person and a person of faith. And so to have something like this, where you just get to be 100% you, um, it feels like what it should be. It feels like what BYU should be. It feels like what the church should be. And it feels like what community should be is where we just like love people in their wholeness. We don't make them choose between the parts of their identity. Graduation ceremonies are full of hope for the future. But at the Lavender graduation, Tenny enjoyed focusing on the joy and hope of other LGBTQ plus students. Sometimes you can believe that you, because you're queer, you won't do good things after graduation, or that you're not worthy of good things. But I think something like this just reminds us that we're all worthy of such love and such success. JJ So is studying psychology. After graduation, he's looking forward to expressing himself more authentically. I no longer want to be the, like the palatable queer or like what BYU finds as like, you know, you can be gay, but not that type of gay. And it's like for me, it's like once I graduate, it's like, oh, I'm going to be that type of gay. So feels they'll be able to speak up in ways they couldn't while at BYU. Draper says sometimes LGBTQ plus students are told if they don't like BYU or think it's too hard, they should just go somewhere else. But she says it's their choice. They got in legitimately and they... They also get to graduate legitimately, and I just want to honor the spaces that they want to take up and that they deserve to take up that space and to be excellent doing it. Draper hopes the students wear the purple cords proudly when they walk across the stage during BYU's full graduation and hold their heads high. Martha Harris, KUER News. That story is from our partners at KUER. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, April 19th. Get your community-powered journalism weekdays on the airwaves at noon and 6. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.